0: Well, what do you like at gift giving? Some people have a knack for gift giving. <coughs> um, not to put any pressure on my sister-in-law, but Joy um, is her name, and she buys me some of the best birthday gifts. They're, they almost verge on being prank gifts, not the pull out the um, tissue box sort of underpants, emergency underpants that we saw earlier. So she hasn't bought me those yet. Um, but all sorts of prank gifts and wonderful things. One of the gifts that she bought me was a gotta go machine that um, you could hold up to the phone if you want to get out of a phone call and you press a button and it'll play like a dog barking or sirens wailing or whatever else. like, Oh look, sorry, sirens going, I gotta go. Um, and so all these different things that she's bought me. Um, for those who buy others gifts, how are you going with that? Who has completed the majority of their Christmas gift purchases this year? So Aliki has. We've got three, four, five um, in the auditorium. I'm not sure about at home, whether um, there's people at home that have... At home, have you guys bought all your Christmas gifts? Uh, Lorraine has. Um, Anna's saying no. All right, Colleen, no. Okay. So there's still a little bit of gift purchasing to happen there as well. In the kids' spot today, Aletheia spoke about stress and the gift of peace with the Bible verse from John 14, 27. We should not be surprised that Jesus spoke about peace considering that several hundred years earlier, the prophet Isaiah spoke about the Messiah, Jesus, in Isaiah chapter 9 um, and the following verses in Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7 and the words should be on the screen as well. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father and Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity the passionate commitment of the Lord of heaven's armies will make this happen. Even before the Son of God took on flesh that first Christmas, that was the expectation of the Messiah. Jesus would not only, not only be a person of, but also an establisher of peace for the nation of Israel. Now, as I mentioned last week, Israel certainly had a hunger for peace, peace and independence from Rome. Not only did they long for freedom, but they also believed that the Messiah would bring about a seismic shift in power. That the establishment of the Messiah, that through the establishment of the Messiah, Israel would move from having Roman a Roman foot on the, Israel's neck to having the power back and the ability to have other nations um, come to their knees fall to their knees before Israel and to serve them. It's unfortunate that when we hunger for freedom, we quickly forget what it's like to seek and seek to enslave others. Yet the truth remains. the Son of God came into this world to bring us peace let's remind ourselves of the verse that Aletheia read just that little bit earlier in John 14 27 Jesus the Messiah declares I am leaving you with a gift peace of mind and heart and the peace I give uh, is a gift that the world cannot give so don't be troubled Or afraid. Now, as I reflected on this verse um, over the course of this week, this passage, and and it's speaking about peace, the the peace that Jesus talks about, I was caught by the word gift. As we lead up to Christmas, and for those who give gifts at Christmas, I wonder what you would think if you were um, seeing under the Christmas tree there was a small, unassuming box lovingly wrapped with your name on it. Depending on your tradition, you might have your name called and a loved one presents you with this box. As you unwrap it, taking enough time to suitably annoy those impatient who are around you, then you unwrap and lift the lid, and there is another box inside, with a timber lid on it, and it's written in an attractive typeface, "Perfect Peace." Curious? You take the next lid off, and find the verse John fourteen twenty seven. I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart, and the peace I give is not as the world a peace that the world cannot give. So, don't be troubled or afraid. Sign Jesus. Nothing more, nothing less, just a card in the box with the lid that says Perfect Peace. As you ponder the gift, the next person's name is called, and those with you move on with the celebrations of Christmas. So, what does peace mean? Well, there's probably three levels. Of meaning in the word peace contained in this passage each with increasing significance peace or the Hebrew word Shalom was used as a greeting or a farewell just as we would say good morning good afternoon good evening or goodbye the intent even if superficial is to wish the person that you're interacting with good for those in Jesus day Peace or shalom was to wish a person well. Whereas the Greeks saw peace as an absence of conflict or war, the Hebrew mindset saw peace as an imparting of blessing, of good on another. But peace also went further. It was not just an acknowledgement or of a greeting, but it was Peace or shalom was a desire for someone to have and receive tranquility, wholeness, wholeness, nothing missing, nothing broken. Shalom, health, good welfare, prosperity, blessing from God from within and without. But Jesus, the Messiah, goes even further. You see, the peace that he speaks about, uh, this, or the peace that it had been spoken about today, comes from human endeavours and human work. It's the stuff that the world can give. But peace of mind and of heart that Jesus gives is not something that the world can give. In Rome, in around 30, uh, the 30th of January in 9 BC, the Arca Parque, Augusti, the altar of Augustine Augustine the Peace um, was consecrated and it was an altar that had both civil as well as um, ritual and symbolic function. They used this um, symbol, this um, altar, as uh, the Senate had it built as a form of propaganda for the Roman Empire. It was to help set the Roman Empire's minds at ease that the empire would continue to be a republic, a place of peace where the goddess Pax peace was depicted on the altar as well. For Jesus, the peace inscribed in stone by human hands fell well short of the peace that would be inscribed in Jesus' hands and feet. Jesus knew that creation needed redemption. Creation groaned for it. The peace that Jesus achieves is one that no human in their own effort could ever achieve. Peace with God. This peace was peace that Jesus offered. This was peace that only Jesus could give. But gifts are interesting things, aren't they? And Jesus' gift of peace is not some form of hypnosis that after a few sessions you come away gliding across stony ground, unbuffeted by the squalls of life. Even the disciples took time to fully grapple with the peace that Jesus gives, at times behind locked doors, and minds locked by fear. But Jesus promises peace, the gift of peace to the disciples, all his disciples throughout the ages, right up to today. I am leaving you with the gift of peace, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift that the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. A while ago, I was given some birthday money by Mary's parents and I purchased a sit-up bench and I still have it. Um, Here it is. Don't you like object lessons? Now I'm not going to show you how I don't use it, um, but sit-up bench. And um, if you can see, you can see it's dusty. So that will give you a clue that this sit-up bench has spent some time in the garage. And, you know, my shapely physique is not rendered because of my use of it. Unfortunately, I spend more time working on gelato than I do working on my sit-up bench. It's a good gift, even if I do say so myself, because I bought it from the money that my in-laws gave me. And it will achieve the desired results if I choose to use it. You see, the gift is not the challenge. The challenge is making use of it, making time for it. And as I reflected on the gift of peace that Jesus offers on all levels, the benefit comes to those who accept it and access it. We are welcomed by Jesus who wishes us good, wishes us peace. Jesus also wants to bring us wholeness to show us his favour. But the most essential gift that only Jesus can give is for us to have peace with God, reconciling us to our Creator, something we cannot do, something that the world cannot do. Jesus' birth is not some symbolic propaganda like the altar that was done for Augustus. The Son of God taking on human flesh had the purpose of reconciling us back to our Creator and helping us to live life well living life as jesus models to us but it's a gift something we choose to access or leave to gather dust last week we looked at the invitation that mary the mother of jesus took up to co-create with yahweh god today jesus invites us to co-create with him peace Peace of mind, peace of heart. Have you ever noticed that there are some people in your world that gravitate towards chaos and trouble and stress? Now, just because you experience these things doesn't mean you look for them, but but some people do. And my guess is you've come across people in your life that for them, the whole world seems to be a drama in which they take centre stage even if you find yourself gravitating towards that jesus today extends to you his peace peace of mind and of heart jesus invites you to co-create with him to uh, for you to have to be prepared to engage with um, this you need to like with the sit-up bench you need to be as it were um creating that change to take place. And that takes effort. There are no three visits to the uh, hypnotherapist, and the fourth one is free if you don't experience any peace. The pursuit of peace is a journey that requires effort, but it's a journey worth taking. You know, earlier we had Colleen read from uh, Philippians chapter four, and we do well to reflect on this as we consider Jesus' gifting of peace. Paul, writing to the church at Philippi, responds in verse 2 to some of the disagreements between Euodia, um, which means fragrant, and Suntucia, which means fortunate. He says, Settle your disagreements. Now I don't know about you. But my experience is that when there's disagreements between people, there is a lessening of peace. And so for Paul, he encourages these two women to pursue the gift of peace that Jesus offers by settling their disagreement. And Paul encourages outside help as well, um, if they need that, uh, from the church to assist as needed. Paul cares for both of these people and longs to see them as much as it depends on them to live at peace with one another. Then Paul gives a wonderful, a valuable list of the ways that we can be co-creators of peace with Jesus. Let's look at these just for a moment, and especially in the lead up to Christmas and the celebration of the birth of the Prince of Peace. Philippians 4, chapter Chapter 4, verse 7, uh, Paul writes, Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Now, I don't know about you, but as I sit with those words, I reckon they sound pretty good to me. Peace that exceeds anything that we could understand. Peace beyond natural comprehension. Peace that challenges the disruptions and turmoil. Peace that helps us to live life well. Peace that Paul goes on to write, that created God's peace that will guard us, our hearts and our minds, as we press in to our relationship with Jesus. We are invited to be co-creators with Jesus, the Prince of Peace, this piece in our lives and in our areas of influence so how do we assemble this piece well paul gives us some really helpful instructions and all without the need of an allen key and it's empowered not by batteries but by the holy spirit so the assembly instructions go like this verse four starts off always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Now, that's not the same as blab it, grab it, name it, claim it, fake it till you make it. But look for joy. Celebrate joy. When you find yourself heading down the the path of negativity, then pause and think, what can I find that is joyful? If you're the sort of person that is a half-glass-full person, then be joyful because your glass is half-full. If your glass is empty, then be joyful because it's there ready to be filled. If you want to co-create peace, then joy is going to get... um, You're going to get there a lot faster um, by being joyful. If you want to be co-creating peace, then you're going to get there a lot faster by being joyful. Than by being a whinge bag if you want to co-create peace this christmas then look for joy in life verse 5 let everyone um, see that you are considerate in all you do remember the lord is coming soon if you want to co-create peace this christmas then be considerate of others Not just when you have time to spare, but in the busyness of life as well. When we think about these things from other people's perspective, when we're considerate of others, it helps us to act, not to react. When you're considerate of others, you develop empathy for them. Being considerate of others often lessens the need for a fight and helps us to co-create peace. There are some things that we have control over and responsibility for, but there are many other things that we worry about that we we have no control over whatsoever. We can put our energy into worrying about those things that eats us up from the inside and erodes the peace in our lives and peace for others as well. Paul encourages us to take a different approach. Rather than investing in worry, invest in prayer once again paul writes in verse 6 of philippians 4 don't worry about anything instead pray about everything talk to god about what concerns you what you do and don't have control over and if you want to co-create peace with god then it's vital that you take time to talk with god it makes creating peace easier when there is an open dialogue with creator God. Paul then goes on to remind us to bring our requests to God. Venting to God is not as as constructive as talking to God and letting Yahweh God know what you need. Verse 6 reminds us, tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Talk to God about what's going on for you. Tell God what you need, but also thank God for all that he has done. Once again, this affects our perspective on life and on the things that can easily suck peace away from us rather than bringing us peace. Co-creating peace this Christmas, joining in the work of the Prince of Peace is an invitation and an opportunity for each of us. The gift of peace is is there for us and not just peace and goodwill but life changing peace if we want to experience god's peace which exceeds anything that we could ever hope for or understand peace that would guard your hearts and minds as you live in christ jesus then we're invited to co-create with jesus this peace always be joyful in the lord i say it again rejoice Let everyone see how considerate you are in all you do. Remember the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Let me pray. Jesus, we thank you that you are the Prince of Peace. That... Our accessing Prince of Peace is not dependent on the stuff of this life but on a life found in you. Jesus, we recognise that in this world there is an absence of peace. And we also recognise that we have been guilty at times of being people who have eroded and stolen peace rather than invested and helped co-create it. Jesus, we ask that you would forgive us from the times that we've fallen short, but also renew in us the hope, the joy and the peace that is found in you. Help us to be co-creators with you this Christmas season and beyond, to be people of peace as we follow the Prince of Peace. Amen. Well, as we respond, how might we respond today? Well, there's a couple of questions that I've got on the screen for you. Um, Is there an area in your life that you're experiencing an absence of peace? Offer that to God today. Tell God what you need. Invite the empowering of the Holy Spirit to help you in one of the following areas, to maybe do some extra focus in that area in your life. Maybe you need the Holy Spirit to help empower you in the area of joy, about being considerate, about not getting worried, about taking time regularly to talk with God, being specific about your needs, being thankful to God. So, have you got that in your mind because we're going to lose that screen in just a moment. Is there an area in your life that you need peace? Ask God. And talk to God about that today is there an area that you need the Holy Spirit's empowering to help develop in joy consideration worry taking time to spend with God being specific about your needs and thankfulness to God I invite you to take those response cards now and respond to the things that God's saying to you today there's going to be a video played a video clip and I want to thank Terry McCredden who sent this to me some time ago and I thought it was appropriate as we take time today and as we reflect in our time today, to use this clip as it plays that we accept Jesus' invitation to co-create peace in the days ahead. God bless you.